We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And here with and this me is, is... Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I dozed off for a second. <laughs> this is this is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota for a few more weeks. And if it gets any colder up here, I might have to make my return home sooner because <laughs> it's been <laughs> chilly here. <laughs> You're always welcome. I know you'll be uh, wintering in Southern Illinois, right? Back in New Athens. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That that's the plan, and and we come up here to get away from the heat, and we certainly have done that. Oh, by the way, we should probably tell what tell people what they're listening to. Again, should we? <laughs> I've often debated that. Maybe it's better if people don't know. Just remain anonymous as a radio show, because <laughs> you 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 do understand that actually. And, and one one wonders if this isn't a, a mark of the end times that they're actually broadcasting <laughs> us twice a week now <laughs> on Saturday mornings and on Wednesday afternoons. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I think the, the intro probably gives it away. I think one of the best intros in radio, thanks to you and Paul Clayton uh, back in the day. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then the show kind of just goes downhill from there. But <laughs> that's right. But, but perhaps you're right. We should tell everyone that this is wrestling, wrestling with, with the basics. The basics. And, and Matt, you we off and on over this uh, last summer, uh, and I think this reflects what you were doing in your church services, too. Yeah. We've been talking about Jeremiah, right? Yes, we sure have. Uh, it's been a summer full of Jeremiah, uh, the longest book in the Bible in terms of words and a book of the Bible that we sometimes overlook. Maybe, uh, maybe it becomes a little overwhelming when we're reading the Bible on our own because it is so long. And some of those things leave us scratching our heads. What's what's Jeremiah talking about here? Uh, so and, go ahead. I was going to say, I thought it was cool, too, that last week when we were doing our discussion of the gates of Hades, yes. that uh, Jeremiah was what some people thought Jesus. They thought Jesus was Jeremiah reincarnate. So I thought, yeah. well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, they thought uh, the Jews thought, well, yeah, there's going to be a reappearance uh, during this messianic time of one of the. Uh, prophets from the Old Testament, and so they named some of the biggies, and one of the biggies they mention is Jeremiah. Some people say he's Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. So uh, Jeremiah is certainly uh, someone that Jews would know um, and uh, even respected, kind of in hindsight, uh, and thought, hey, maybe this Jesus guy is Jeremiah back from the dead. Well, I think it indicates how prominent a figure Jeremiah must have been if he was one of the possible Old Testament people they thought would come back. So. Yes, yeah, most definitely. Uh, but today, uh, in the account we're going to see from Jeremiah chapter 36, uh, but he is not respected. He is not oh, is that right? held in high esteem. Uh, but by the time you get to Jesus, yeah, I think people realize, oh, again, in hindsight, uh, well, maybe, maybe we should have listened to Jeremiah. Maybe Jeremiah knew what he was talking about after all. After all, uh, 
Jerusalem was taken over by the Babylonians. Jeremiah got it right. Imagine that, since he was speaking God's word. And, and yet, isn't that ironic? They, they couldn't, the, history repeated itself, because then they turned around and did the same thing to, to uh, Jesus that they did to Jeremiah, despite Jesus' clear words of, of prophecy, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Jesus, uh, yeah, of course, the, the greater Jeremiah, by far infinitely greater, uh, not just a prophet, but prophet, priest, and king, that anointed one, the Christ, uh, Jesus is here. And you're right, they do the same thing to him, and worse, uh, as Jesus is crucified uh, by, the, by the people. Yep, for sure. So where we where where do you want to go out today? Oh yeah, still so let's uh, let's open up our Bibles or our Bible apps, whatever the case might be, to uh, Jeremiah chapter thirty six, and we're going to uh, be talking about um, uh, a, a paper shredders. John, are you familiar with a paper shredder? <laughs> I have one right next to do me. You, do you and, really? and when we're done with the show, I take all of my notes and they go right into the shredder. <laughs> <laughs> All the jokes and opening material go into the shredder. <laughs> it's best that it's destroyed and no one no one finds it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for the best. We wouldn't want one of the kids to stumble across it. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, paper shredder is uh, found in most homes, uh, found in a lot of offices. We have one in our church office here. Uh, they shred documents like uh, bills and credit card statements and uh, and recycled You're supposed materials. to pay those, Matt. I know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're not going to shred them. <laughs> I thought as long as you shred them, you don't have any more there. You don't have to worry about them. Uh, no, no, that's not how it works. Uh, but but today we are going to meet in Jeremiah 36, uh, Mr. Paper Shredder, the human paper shredder by the name of King Jehoiakim uh, of Judah. He is Mr. Paper Shredder, as we will see. <laughs> But before we get to that little, uh, you know, and, and see what our teaser is leading, let's uh, first begin with uh, verse 2. So let's read verse 2 of Jeremiah 36. Okay, and this word is coming to Jeremiah then. So it's the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. Take yes. a scroll and write on it all the words that I've spoken to you against Israel and Judah and all the nations from the day I spoke to you from the days of Josiah until today. Okay, so here's the word of the Lord to Jeremiah. He says, take my word, right, and write what I've, what I've told to you, right, what I've been telling you all along, write that down, and write it on a scroll. So, so John, what, was a, what did a scroll look like back in, in Jeremiah's time? Well, I think a scroll probably looked like what a scroll looks like today. <laughs> I don't know. You don't see a lot of them. But yeah, basically you got these two like rollers and you've got the, uh, is it papyrus or is it is it lambskin? I don't know. Either one. Yeah, leather, uh, lambskin, some kind of skin or papyrus. Okay. Yeah. But it basically you kind of roll it from one side to the other. I'm trying to think of some kind of equivalent, but I, I can't think of anything in our modern culture that would be like a scroll, but basically paper rolled up on a, on a, a paper towel holder. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Think of a paper <laughs> towel holder and you're exactly pulling the right. paper off and it's got writing on it. Yeah. And and why, you know, why would they write on a scroll instead of a book? Well, they didn't really have books in, at this time, at least as far as we can think of them. And the other thing was they didn't have the printing press, right? Obviously, that doesn't yeah. come along until centuries later. So a scroll would have been written down by hand. So that would have been uh, taken down by, by a scribe. Yeah. So so that's that's what we have. We're supposed to write down on a scroll the words that the Lord has shared with uh, Jeremiah. So why does God want to do this? Well, let's read on in, in verse three, if you could, John. 
It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the disaster that I intend to do to them so that everyone may turn from his evil way and that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Okay, thanks. So he's going to talk about the scroll doesn't have happy information on it, right? No, uh, it talks no. about the, the destruction that's going to be coming. Uh, and again, that's what Jeremiah has been warning people about all along, uh, that the Lord is sending destruction. He's sending a discipline in the form of the Babylonians, that Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. The temple is going to be destroyed. Uh, so again, warn the people about that. But I think it's interesting. There's a purpose behind all this, too. So what's what's the purpose there in verse three? Well, and that's that's the key thing. It's not that God wants to bring them disaster. In fact, the intent is that they will turn from their evil ways so that he might forgive their iniquity and their sin. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? He doesn't just want to correct them. He wants to, to convert them, you might say. He wants them to yeah. turn, to repent, and then he's eager to forgive. And I, I think that just says volumes about God's character, um, not just in the New Testament, right, uh, but in the Old Testament, too. Uh, that God doesn't take any pleasure in the death of the wicked. He wants them to turn from their evil ways and live. Uh, we see that again and again and again. So again, it's it's not just this God of, of love and mercy in the New Testament, but, but here in the Old Testament too. Same God, it's still Yahweh, and he still wants people to repent and to believe, and he's eager to forgive. That's what it, he longs to forgive. And I think we see that here uh, behind the purpose of this scroll that he commands uh, Jeremiah to write. And, and you know what, Matt, it I just occurs to me, maybe that's why people were thinking that Jesus was Jeremiah come back. Because I know we have this picture of Jesus as being, oh, this kindly fellow who's always smiling and patting children on the head. But, you know, Jesus could preach some powerful law too. You know, he had some really harsh things uh, to say about the Pharisees, you blind guides, he called them. And of course, you know, he had some pretty powerful prophecies of uh, a judgment. We had one of those last week, you know, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So maybe some people saw kind of that uh, judgment of Jeremiah and Jesus as well. But but you're right. Again, Jesus did the same thing because, as he said, he, he wants to, uh, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks. That's what he wants to do, even with sinners. Yeah, no doubt. So whether it's Jeremiah or Jesus and they're sharing a word of law, right, and warning the people, and they both do that, like you pointed out. But behind that for both of them is ultimately love and, and grace and compassion. Uh, that's why they share that. And I would say for us as pastors today or as parents or fellow Christians, when we share that word of law with someone, our word of warning, uh, we, we do it for the same reason, out of love and compassion for them, because we, we truly care about them. That, that's why we do it. Um, all right. And, and Matt, 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 maybe sometimes we don't. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We do yeah, anger, yeah. But then we should repent of that. That would be yep. the Lord say, you should repent of that evil way, too. And he will forgive us. And hopefully our families will forgive us as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jesus does it perfectly. Jeremiah and us. No, no, we no. don't. So uh, verse four, let's go to verse four. And uh, this is how the scroll is now put together. Okay, then Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote on a scroll at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord that he had spoken to him. Keep reading? Yeah. Or? No, that's good. So uh, so okay. Baruch, he's the scribe, Jeremiah's faithful yeah. scribe, and he's going to write down the words 
as uh, Jeremiah dictates them. So I'm going to summarize the, the following verses a little bit here. So okay. uh, yeah, in, in verse five and following, we see uh, Jeremiah tells Baruch uh, that he is banned from going to the house of the Lord. So Baruch has to go in his place. Isn't that interesting? Jeremiah, the prophet of all people, they, they don't like what he has to say. Even the priests don't like it. So he's banned from the temple. <laughs> um, pretty bad. Uh, to ban the Lord's prophet from the temple. But that's the case. So Baruch goes and is supposed to read the scroll. And uh, finally, the scroll reaches its intended audience. Uh, and that's the king himself, King Jehoiakim at this time in Judah. All right. So I'm, I'm kind of making a long story short here. But I want to pick up here now with uh, where we meet Mr. Paper Shredder, uh, King Jehoiakim, uh, in verses how about 21 through 24. All right, let me scroll. Oh, John, a different <laughs> kind of scroll, right? To get it here, yeah. Yeah, all right, then uh, 21 through what, Matt? Uh, 21 through uh, 24. Then the king sent Yehida to get the scroll, and he took it from the chamber of Elashama, the secretary, and Yehudi, Yehudi, I think is how you pronounce it, and Yehudi read it to the king and all the officials who stood beside the king. So this is the scroll of Jeremiah. It was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter house, and there was a fire burning in the fire pot before him. As Yehudi read three or four columns, the king would cut them off with a knife and throw them into the fire in the fire pot until the entire scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the fire pot. Yet neither the king nor any of the servants who heard all these words was afraid, nor did they tear their garments. That is funny, Matt. He is literally the human paper shredder. The human paper yeah. shredder, King Joachim, and not in a good way. So, yeah, he's in his, his palace there, and, uh, you know, the temperature is like Minnesota in September, apparently. <laughs> it's cold, <laughs> so he's got his fire yeah, we got the fire pot one here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? That's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so he's sitting by his fire pot, and uh, as it is being read, Again, this painstakingly handwritten scroll. I would, you wonder how long it took Baruch to do that. Uh, many months, I would imagine, imagine. Uh, to write down all those words. And then he shreds it with a knife and it goes a step further, right? Throws it into the fire and watches it burn even. Uh, wow. That's, that's the king's disregard for what Jeremiah has to say. That's the king's disregard for what, for what the Lord has to say even. This outrageous act of censorship that the king uh, does to the word of the Lord. It's terrible. And I, I think that's so interesting, too, the, the wording that's used here in Jeremiah, how uh, uh, the uh, he, he, verse 24, he neither the king nor any of his servants who heard these words were afraid, nor did they tear their garments. I think that's interesting. What, what should the king have been tearing? Not the scroll. He should have been oh, yeah. tearing his... Is garment, garment, right? Yeah, that, that, exactly. Yeah. So, the traditional symbol of, of repentance. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, and you, and you see kings before him, like Josiah and other, these faithful kings of Judah, where they did just that. They tore their garments uh, in repentance and sorrow over sin. Uh, they, they heeded God's call to wake up and repent. Uh, but not Jehoiakim. He tears instead, not his garments, but he tears the word of the Lord. Uh, you know, just, just how terrible, just this disregard for the Lord's word. Um, and, and, you know, I think the text, by the way, they, they, they've they uh, phrased this, emphasizes the hardness of heart because they actually listened to it. 
you know, it's not that they could say, oh, we never heard actually his judgment, but they actually listened to it and then still yeah. <laughs> totally ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it is this blatant disregard for the word of the Lord as spoken through Jeremiah and written down on the scroll. Yeah. So just to what happens next, we're just going to read one more verse, John, if you could, um, from the end of the chapter, verse 32. Here's what happens next. All right. Verse 32. Uh, excuse me, Matt. There it is. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch the scribe, the son of Neriah, who wrote on it the dictation of Jeremiah, all the words of the scroll that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire, and many similar words were added to them. <laughs> all right, yeah. so, so Baruch's at it again, this poor guy. <laughs> you know, you can imagine the frustration uh, just uh, from this uh, work that you put together uh, with your own hand as a scribe. It's been destroyed. And what happens? Jeremiah says, well, we're going to do it again. So uh, Baruch's hard at work writing another yeah. scroll. Do you think Baruch is saying, how come you didn't save it to your clock computer? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, hit save <laughs> next time, Jeremiah. Save, next time, save yeah. it to the cloud. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so, yeah, what got me only on this one? Uh, so I, I think, you know, we can make connections today, too, you know, and I think there's some... Now, wait a second. Hold on. It just occurred to me. But it was saved in the cloud, Matt. It was the word of the Lord. Oh, John, very good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the word of the Lord. His, his word uh, never fades, right? Uh, the yeah. word of the Lord endures forever. Ever. And I think that's something yeah. important to take out of this, too. Uh, but, you know, again, there, there's there's... There's paper shredders among us today, and sometimes we are the paper shredder too, right, John? Uh, yeah. You know, and as pastors in particular, maybe we uh, we spend all this time thinking about, oh, you know, what we're going to say in Rest of the Basics, or what we're going to say in a sermon, uh, how will this passage preach? And uh, sometimes we, we don't get around to always thinking about, well, how that word applies to the preacher, right? Um, and, and sometimes we disregard God's word, even as pastors in our own personal lives, and that's, that's a risk. But uh, I think of and, and, and again, see, it would really be tragic because we we couldn't argue that we didn't know the word. Yeah, so we, yeah we've heard yep, the word. Yeah, yep, yeah. So if we yep. don't, if we neglect it, that's a really sad thing. For sure. And I think of you know people who are Bible scholars or claim to be Bible scholars, and you know they've they've picked and choose what portions of God's word they want to use, and uh, they, I mean sometimes literally cutting and pasting from the Bible. Um, what you want to believe and what, what you don't want to believe. I mean, there's always the temptation to do that. I think for any one of us, whether we're scholars or, or not. Um, and then of course, just disregarding God's word altogether, maybe not reading it, not being in the word. I mean, that's, that's just as bad, <laughs> I would say, as, as shredding it to just ignore it as if it didn't exist uh, at all. Uh, and I think behind all that is the paper shredder himself, uh, Satan, uh, the devil. Uh, the, the Greek word for devil is diabolos, diabolos. Um, and it comes from the, a Greek verb, um, which means to split, uh, diabolos. Oh, really? Split. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, yeah? split. Okay. And, and that's, that's what Satan does, right? He, he splits. He's a wedge driver. He's a divider. Um, he, he was the, the one who divided Adam from Eve and Jacob from Esau and Absalom from David. And the list goes on and on. And he wants to split us from from Jesus, of course, too. Um, and, and that's... 
And, and this, you know, Matt, that's yeah. that's what he did from the beginning is he he attacked the word of God. Did God really exactly. say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the best way to split us from Jesus, right, is to to get us to doubt God's word, uh, to not find that delight in God's word and that trust in God's word, forgiveness in God's word. And, you know, most importantly, he wants us to not see Jesus in God's word. Uh, anything he can do to separate us from Jesus. And the best way to do that, perhaps, is uh, by separating us from God's word or having a disregard for for it. Yeah. Well, and, and Matt, I, I appreciate what you're saying there because, you know, how, how, how else are you going to know Jesus? There is no other way to know Jesus uh, other than through the word of God. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are people that talk about an inner uh, light and, and for them, oh, that's how I get to know God because I have this feeling and, and uh, this experience, but but how do you know? How can you be sure that that isn't uh, the devil? How do you know those feelings and experiences don't come from him? Uh, but when we have the Bible, well, we know. We know the Bible claims it calls itself uh, the Word of God. In fact, Jesus claims that every word of the Bible is his word. And so then there's no doubt. Uh, there's no question. Uh, just like there wouldn't have been any. And in fact, isn't that ironic? They They knew where this scroll came from, and yet they still... Uh, ignored it and, and cut it up and burned it. Yeah, yeah, to have that objective truth of God's word, and uh, and ultimately, again, so it points us to to Jesus and what happens on on Good Friday. Yeah. Um, and just just as we wrap up here, just to think of Good Friday in those terms, I think is is an interesting way to do it. Um, uh, Pontius Pilate hands Jesus over to uh professional paper shredders um uh, to, to those who whip jesus and shred jesus back and finally nail him to the cross uh to be crucified uh, but what i think is kind of interesting when we think of jesus in, in those terms kind of figuratively i guess as a scroll you know he is the word of the mm -hmm. lord you know he is the word incarnate right yeah. after all uh he's stripped and, and killed and he's shredded and and destroyed on the cross killed on the cross but <laughs> Uh, what happens with Jeremiah after that scroll is destroyed? Verse 36 or 32. Oh, yeah. He, yep. he, he just, write another write scroll, right? right? And write it again. again. Yep. And, yep. you know, to think of Jesus in those terms too, right? Uh, he, Jeremiah writes that other scroll, um, can't destroy it. Uh, so with Jesus, you know, he he's killed, right? But he rises from the dead. Uh, the word of the Lord. Uh, the word made flesh continues to live. He's restored. He's resurrected. And uh, and that's that's a beautiful thing. And that, that just reminds us too today that the word of the Lord, again, to, to use that phrase, endures forever. Uh, that written word of the Lord, certainly, but also that word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Now, you can't destroy him. You can't come to pieces. You, you can't... Um, you can't ensure that that he's burned and never rises again. No, he does rise, and uh, he lives forever. And especially, I think that's so important for us to remember at all times. But especially as this uh, pandemic wears on, <laughs> uh, and we're worn down by it, uh, the reminder that the word of the Lord endures forever. The written word, uh, but also even more importantly, uh, that word made flesh, Jesus Christ, uh, who who death couldn't uh, couldn't overcome and keep down. And, and that's a great comfort, Matt. Thank you for reminding us of that, because a lot of times it does seem like, well, maybe the Lord isn't here anymore. Maybe, you know, that resurrection stuff, maybe that really doesn't mean anything in a practical sense. 
but uh, to remind ourselves, no, no, he really is alive. He is well. He is in heaven. He is here with us. But again, how would you know that apart from the Bible, apart from the word of God, apart from the word given in the Lord's Supper and in baptism? So, Yeah, exactly. So hold on to that scroll, uh, because that's like you said, John, that's uh, who shows us. That's what shows us. That scroll, the God's word is what shows us uh, Jesus Christ, the word made flesh for sure. Well, we want to thank everybody for being with us on a Saturday or a Wednesday, as the case may be. And uh, this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, the with the Basics. The basics.